Welcome to another episode of Talks for a Magical Monday, the weekly podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. I'm your host, Brother Gustavo. For those who are not familiar with the Heralds, the Heralds of the Gospel are a community active in the Catholic Archdiocese of Toronto, as well as several other cities across Canada. Founded by Monsignor Jean Cladias, the Heralds comprise priests, religious, brothers and sisters, and lay people since their pontifical recognition in 2001 by Pope John Paul II. And for those who are familiar with the Heralds, this podcast features the talks following the Heralds' weekly rosary at St. Patrick's Parish in Schomburg, Ontario, where the brothers share some consoling and encouraging thoughts precisely geared to those dreaded beginnings of a probably hard week called Mondays. If you want to know more about the origin of the podcast, please stop right here. Go back and listen to episode number one. So even if today it's not Monday, but you're still commuting or doing chores, take heart brighten your perspectives and enjoy today's talk recorded live at St. Patrick's Church in Schomburg, Ontario. The topic, let's talk about our Blessed Mother and the Immaculate Conception. Welcome then to Talks for a Magical Monday, the weekly podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. Well, very good. I hope today we can uh, we can recover from another Monday. <laughs> we come at the feet of Our Lady to somehow uh, take a little bit of encouragement. And today, what a beautiful day, because today is the Feast of Immaculate uh, Conception. Contrary to many, many popular beliefs sometimes, with some people tend to think that the Immaculate Conception means that Our Lady conceived Jesus no, in an Immaculate way. And no, is that she was conceived Immaculate, which means that she doesn't have a single touch of sin. How can that be? Why? Because, you know, Our Lady is the mother of Jesus and the redemption happened only at the time of crucifixion. The only one that can redeem us is our Lord. So how come that his mom was redeemed before, even before Jesus came to earth? Well, the explanation is very beautiful, and that's why the Church made a dogma of the Immaculate Conception. And why is that? Because, of course, Our Lady, to be the Mother of God, she had to be completely pure, completely immaculate, not a thought of, or not an even a mark, not an even slightest mark of sin, could be in the person of the Mother of God. So, for many, many centuries, there was a long discussion. Some saints were saying, yes, the Immaculate Conception happened, of course. Some other theologians would say no. And there were centuries of debate. Finally, one Pope came and said, no, no, this is not only true, but also it's going to be a dogma. So, which does it mean? That you are not Catholic if you don't believe on this. But what is the reason that they gave? He said, okay, for God, everything is present. So the redemption is constantly present in the whole history for God, right? So what happened? God decided to go ahead in time, wait for the redemption, and those merits that Jesus was going to gain for the redemption of the whole mankind, he decided to apply them before to his mother. 
So those merits already happened because for God everything is present. So he took those merits from ahead of time and then he applied it to his mother before. And so what a beautiful thing. Now, what does it mean for our personal life, for our particular life that our lady is immaculate? That means, number one, that we have a phenomenal mother in heaven. And that every single grace we receive comes through her hands. And so every time we receive a grace, of course, the graces come from God. But Our Lady is like a treasurer. She owns all the richness of heaven possible. So imagine, imagine a treasure of graces, heavenly graces, those graces that we, don't, we can't even imagine. Well, the one that administers this is Our Lady. And of course, when God wants to grant us a grace, He kind of gives it to her mother, and her mother gives it to us. But she, being immaculate, and being completely immaculate, she's the one that hands those graces down. And there are so many beautiful things, so many beautiful treasures about this. For instance, if we're going to pay attention, the, 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 the Immaculate Conception basically divided the whole history. Because when the moment came, you know, there is a prophecy in Genesis where it says, and she, the woman, would step on the head of the devil forever and ever. That's the heel of Our Lady that is constantly defeating the devil. But that kind of divided the whole mankind into two. The ones that belong to Our Lady for the redemption, and unfortunately the ones that belong many times to the devil. No? And there is that clash. There is, that, there is only one entity that God created, and this is the one. It's only scriptural, it's part of a, the revelation. And he talks about the two, two sectors of mankind, we can say. And unfortunately, there is no friendship between them. All those who want to repent, fantastic. They're going to be received, of course, by the Church. All those who want to follow Our Lady, all those who want to count on every single grace Our Lady can give them, fantastic. Our Lady is there because she's the Mother of God and our Mother. But for those who do not want Our Lady, there is never going to be any way of getting together. And why? Not because Our Lady doesn't want, but because the other ones basically want to follow the contrary of what Our Lady is. And what we have to be every day? Well, we have, remember last time we were talking about how important it is to discern the graces we receive, and when angels are acting on us, and when the enemy is also acting on us, and we have to be discerning and we have to be classifying all the time what is happening with us so that we can improve in our spiritual life. Well, what a beautiful way of thinking to, to have Our Lady always present in our mind. Imagine the kind of mother we have. Imagine when we go to heaven and we can really see her face to face, and we can see in those eyes that the saints say that when God created the oceans, right, that blue of the oceans, or when God created, a, I don't know, fantastic browns and so on, well, He created those colors in function of the eyes of Our Lady. So imagine we're going to be able to contemplate for the whole eternity her eyes, her gaze, those same eyes that saw the child Jesus, those same eyes that were there at the crucifixion. And we can ask her how many things to Our Lady there in heaven. There is a beautiful page by St. Bernard, that is so appropriate for today. 
because St. Bernard, you know, St. Bernard has stories that are magnificent. You know, in the heralds, we, we always uh, say, you know, Salve Maria. This is the way we actually greet one another, because that's a tradition that comes from the Marian congregations. And our first founder, Dr. Plinio, he decided that that should be the greeting of everybody. So every, every time you find a member of the heralds, by the way, you have here four of our novices that are doing their discernment time in the mother house, and they came to visit uh, Canada, to visit the parents, of course, for Christmas and everything else, right? Um, but when we greet one another, when we see a herald of the gospel, or sometimes when we greet among ourselves, right? We are friends, we say, Salve Maria, so and so. That tradition comes from the time when St. Bernard, he was passing by a cloister, and every day he would go and pass by the statue of Our Lady and say, Salve Maria, which in Latin means, Hail Mary. And one time he was in a rush and he forgot. So he was passing by the statue of Our Lady and he just rushed by. And then he hears and Our Lady says, Salve Bernard. Then <laughs> I said, Salve my mother. So that was, you know, that, that, that was a reminder how much Our Lady cares when we say Salve Maria, when we say Hail Mary, huh? because she really, really takes that greeting very seriously. And so, St. Bernard is the one, for instance, that composed Hail Holy Queen. Those last three things we say, O Clement, O Loving, O Sweet Virgin Mary. Well, you know what happened? He was in Germany, he was in a church, he was coming in, he was such a famous, famous preacher that multitudes were waiting for him and everything else. And so they were all waiting for in the church, right? And the church is crowded and packed. So he's coming in to preach, and then all of a sudden he was thinking so much about Our Lady that he was floating in the air. And so he was coming in the church and then he saw this beautiful statue of Our Lady. Then he, you know, something that happened to St. Teresa of Jesus. Many saints, when they come to see God and so on, they, they, they got into an ecstasy and they start floating, no? And so the whole crowd was seeing him floating in there. And so he's coming, trying to advance and so on, but he's not touching the ground anymore. So at the bottom of the church, he says, Oh, Clement. And then he continued advancing, advancing, but in the air, the middle of the church, Oh, loving. And in the last one, right in front of Our Lady, was O Sweet Virgin Mary. And that was added later on to the Holy Holy Queen. Well, he is the one that composed this beautiful prayer I'm going to read. And I think it's so encouraging because it actually places our gaze, not only in the Immaculate Conception, but also in who is Our Lady. And he says, let us speak a little about this name, and the Virgin's name was Mary, he says. Now he picks up that from the Gospel. And he says, let us speak about a little about this name, which is said to mean Star of the Sea, and which so well befits the Virgin Mother. Rightly is she li likened to a star. As a star emits a ray without being dimmed, so the Virgin brought forth her Son without receiving any injury. The ray takes enough from the brightness of the star, nor the sun from his mother's virginal integrity. This is the noble star risen out of Jacob, whose rays illuminate the whole world. So you, who see yourselves amid the tides of the world, tossed by storms and tempests, rather not walking on the land, do not turn your eyes away from this shining star, unless you want to be overwhelmed by the hurricane. If temptation, storms, or you fall upon the rocks of tribulation, 
look at the star, call upon Mary. If you are tossed by the waves of pride or ambition, detraction or envy, look at the star, call upon Mary. If anger or avarice or the desires of the flesh dash against the ship of your soul, turn your eyes to Mary. If troubled by the enormity of your crimes, ashamed of your guilty conscience, terrified by dread of the judgment, you begin to sink into the gulf of sadness or the abyss of despair, think of Mary. In dangers, in anguish, in doubt, think of Mary, call upon Mary. Let her name be always on your lips, even in your heart. And the better to obtain the help of her prayers, imitate the example of her life. Following her, you will not be strayed. Invoking her, you will not despair. Thinking of her, you will not wander. Upheld by her, you will not fall. Shielded by her, you will not fear. Guided by her, you will not grow weary. Favored by her, you will reach your goal. And then you will experience by yourself how good is that saying, and the Virgin's name was Mary. So, this is the mother we have, this is the mother we are honoring today in the Feast of Her Immaculate Conception. And again, we cannot be short in anything we're going to ask. Let's take advantage of these last hours and let's ask for everything. Tonight, before we go to bed, let's ask Our Lady for everything we need. And we cannot be stingy because she's not a stingy mother, right? So when we are asking, let's ask for absolutely everything we need. And even the most difficult, even the most impossible for her, nothing is impossible. Because for God, nothing is impossible and she's the one that manages all the treasures of God. So, happy feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in this very messy Monday, sorry. But you know, we always call them magical. Why? Because we always come at the feet of Our Lady and there is always a refuge at her feet for anything we may need and anything we may ask. So let's ask one Hail Mary and let's pray one Hail Mary, placing everything, as I said, in her hands and to make sure that we not only honor her today, but also... We do the best we can do to mothers, which is to ask and to ask even more. And then when we're given, to ask even more. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our lay. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, Our Lady, Help of Christians, Saint Patrick, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is all for today's episode recorded live from St. Patrick's Church in Schomburg, Ontario. You can reach us anytime at one of the Herald's websites, such as heralds.ca forward slash podcast, New Insights Multimedia forward slash podcast, or you can also subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you normally listen to your favorite podcast. And as per now, pray hard, work hard, keep growing in devotion to the Eucharist and our Blessed Mother, evangelize by word and example, and be every day more and more a real herald of the Gospel. Hey
Gott, der Sieg. 